Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you so much for being here. And if you're a repeat listener, I appreciate you and love you. In fact, welcome back, my friend. On this show, we'll talk to listener Marcy Busey out of California. She just returned from a Mexican Riviera cruise on Carnival Inspiration. We'll get her review coming up a little later on in the program. But first, as always, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Jumping right to it. Royal Caribbean is busy over there in Europe, cutting steel for a third ship and uh, getting Quantum of the Seas ready. So let's talk about Quantum of the Seas first. What's the latest with that? Well, the latest is that uh, Friday she is uh, doing the conveyance, which means that uh, they're going to turn that ship around and back her out of the shipyard and into the River Ems, which has been in the flooding process for the past two weeks. So starting on Friday, weather permitting, Quantum of the Seas will become the world's largest riverboat in history. Yeah. At 167,800 tons, she will travel about 25 miles from Poppenburg, going backwards, uh, heading north uh, to Enshaven in the Netherlands, where she will uh, be completely uh, finished up there. They'll load a lot of uh, some additional heavy stuff, finish the ship off. Uh, you know, she'll do a couple of days of sea trials. And then, you know, by the end of October, she's going to be on her way to uh, Southampton. You mentioned she, uh, the river is going through a flooding process. Is that normal? It, it is. Uh, when, the, uh, when the shipyard is um, sending a ship up the river, they have to flood it. And uh, so this way the, the water levels go higher because the, the depth of the ship uh, is, is, is much greater than the river is uh, deep uh, at this time. And it's it's quite a process. I mean, bridges are you know removed, and uh, it's it's a pretty neat experience. But it takes about twenty four hours. So, what's the latest on Anthem of the Seas? Well, Anthem is uh, in the yard. They are in the process of completing, uh, you know, just putting more and more decks, and uh, they had a few more sections of the ship to uh, complete and uh, add to the ship, which you know we'll have some neat pictures, I think, over the next month or so. But it's hard to believe that ship is, is going to be setting sail in the spring of 15. And last but not least, I understand steel was cut for the third Quantum-class ship today. Uh, it is. Unfortunately, it's not going to be called Parker of the Seas. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, we, did, we did suggest it. But uh, the, ship, <laughs> the name of the ship that uh, they announced today is called Ovation of the Seas. And speaking of new ships, Holland America Line just announced the name of their new ship. I'm just guessing, Stuart, but it's going to end in DAM. Doug, it does end in damn. Okay, good. <laughs> the name of this damn ship is Koningsdam. Koningsdam? What is that named after? Koning in Dutch, Doug, means king. So mm -hmm. king or monarch. So they believe this is going to be quite a majestic ship. So that's where they came up with this name that until now has never been in existence. How big is this ship going to be? You know, it is going to be a 2,650 passenger ship and 99,500 tons. And uh, it, they think it's going to be a pretty bold name, uh, celebrating Holland America's 141-year history. Uh, Holland America's Vista class and Signature class, are those over 100,000? No, th this is actually 
the uh, it is a Vista class. Which okay. The Vista class is actually a Carnival Spirit class. Mm-hmm. So this will be the nineteenth uh, Carnival Spirit class ship in existence between uh, Carnival Costa, Holland America, P and O, uh, and of course Canard. Mm. So it's a very successful uh, ship. It looks like the the main difference is they added a top deck that kind of resembles what uh, Norwegian Epic looks like uh, in the front. Speaking of top decks, they need to bring the topless decks back, don't they? <laughs> yes. Well, well, what happened? What happened to those? They, they went. They, those, they Carnival did away with those when you turned twenty-one. I, <laughs> I know because whenever <laughs> I was uh, eighteen and nine, seventeen, eighteen and nineteen, and I, I was sailing, I would always go by by the smokestack there because that's where. All the topless ladies were hanging out. Yeah, well, I think that's probably why they did away with it. <laughs> I'm sure they did, now that I think about it. And uh, Speaking of Carnival, they just renewed their uh, Great Vacation Guarantee uh, after one year. So I guess it's pretty much proven to be successful? It, it has been successful. So they are going to be offering it uh, on all sailings through December of 2015. Uh, in the past year, it's interesting uh, that uh, on their 24 ships, they've carried... Four and a half million passengers, and of those four and a half million passengers, Doug, the Carnival Vacation Guarantee was only invoked forty-seven times. Wow! So you can see people are comfortable and confident in the product that Carnival has been offering, and uh, it's 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 a very comforting thing that to know that look, if you're not satisfied with the cruise for any reason, they're going to give you a refund future cruise credit to try to get you to come back, plus uh, pay for uh, your expenses to get you home. It's it's there if you need it, but out of four and a half million uh, people, um, you know, maybe 94 people took advantage of it. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, uh, you, know, 47, uh, you know, 47 occasions um, certainly says a lot. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the parent company of Norwegian Cruise Line, Norwegian Cruise Holdings, purchasing Prestige Cruises. Uh, anything new out there? No. Uh, Regent and Oceana Cruises are operating as scheduled. Uh, nothing. I mean, the deal hasn't closed, so right now they're just kind of holding hands, singing Kumbaya around the campfire, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, just waiting for, uh, you know, uh, planning for future operations to be consolidated. Ah. But uh, from a passenger perspective, uh, no, no changes should be uh, imminent. Our next talking point, Stuart, comes from KHOU 11 News in Houston. Uh, go ahead and cue that soundbite up. Mark and Tammy Hauer had a blast on their Caribbean cruise, but say the fun ended at the Port of Galveston, where they found out they owed state taxes on alcohol they thought was duty-free. Ouch. So, Stuart, set us up on this story. It's kind of petty. I think it's going to, it's gonna just like on the land side, it's going to certainly cost them a lot more money to collect this money than the money they're going to collect. Uh, but it's also going to really upset a lot of people. And whether it's $10 or $20, that extra added uh, aggravation of having to wait in yet another line, uh, you know, when cutting through customs there at the port of Galveston uh, and starting in October, Houston's going to get it. It just seems kind of petty. And it's, uh, but, you know, when you think about it, Doug, it's cigarettes and alcohol. How much money did you really say? This is really more of the first timers that are bringing it back, anyways. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think of the three or four dollars a bottle that you saved and have to schlep it uh, home, is it really worth it? Yeah. Uh, so that that's just you know, in in the Caribbean on the Saint Thomas, let's say Saint Thomas was huge about it years ago, but people stopped carrying it back. I mean, no one's buying liquor and, and cigarettes uh, on board the ships or you know in the in the ports anymore because it's just. You know, one, it's not worth the aggravation of having to schlep it back. 
And uh, now in Houston, it's not it's not worth it because you're you're going to pay the you're going to pay the man when you get off. It seems like these people though they weren't even told about it. They just got off this ship and they were had to pay it. Is this? I mean, are they setting this story up correct? Is that accurate? Well, you know, I haven't sailed through uh, Galveston since it happened, but uh, I mean, it's it's really you're getting off the ship, you're re-entering the United States, and uh, you're going through customs, and you know, you have those liquor bottles, and you have to declare it, hmm. and then that's when they get uh, that's when they get told. But I don't I don't believe the cruise lines are telling them. I'm not sure that it's really their obligation to tell them. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it's just like a lot of other things. Shopper beware. Uh, you know, duty free does not really necessarily mean hey, you got a good deal. Truer words have never been spoken. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, Stuart, we were talking about tipping porters at the cruise pier, and it fired a lot of people up on Facebook, facebook.com slash cruise radio. But it seems the general consensus was $1 to $2 per bag, or some people even tipped more because they were afraid their bag wasn't going to make it to the ship. Well, I, I would tell you that if you're uncomfortable with the person you're dealing with, uh, get a name. I mean, I can certainly understand that, and that is something that uh, should be brought to a supervisor's attention. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like at the airport. You know, you got someone handling your bag. They got to, you know, they got to carry it from, let's say, your car or your, your taxi or whatever over to the, uh, you know, to, to the bins that go onto the ship. So it's just customary to give them a dollar or two a bag. Yeah. And uh, this way you don't have to worry about it. If you want to see more of those comments, head to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. We've been talking with Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. Find him at CruiseGuy.com. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure, Doug. This is Cruise Radio. And now Jim Grace, CEO of InsureMyTrip.com, discusses the benefits of using your travel insurance in the ship's infirmary. Onboard medical care can be expensive. You'll pay top dollar even for the small things like Tylenol and Band-Aids. Most cruise lines don't accept traditional medical insurance. That's why travel insurance is so important, because it can offer reimbursement for health care you receive on the ship. Travel insurance can cover the onboard doctor, medicine, or in a real medical emergency, pay for transportation costs to a hospital or back home. At Insure My Trip, you'll find comprehensive plans with medical benefits that cost only about 4 to 8% of your total trip investment. It's well worth it since it's not just your trip investment at stake, it's also your health. For more information on this travel insurance topic and others, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. We always love to hear your reviews on Cruise Radio. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net and we'll get you on the air. Like Marcy Busey from the Orange County area in California. She just returned from a three-night sailing on Carnival Inspiration. Hello, Marcy. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Marcy, we're going to talk all about this cruise on the Carnival Inspiration, but before we get to the cruise experience itself, uh, what made you want to cruise on Carnival Inspiration? Well, we always cruise Carnival, Mm -hmm. so um, we've only done three cruises that have not been Carnival, and this was our 14th cruise. Oh, wow. 
And there was actually 20 of us on this trip. It was uh, one of our good friend's 50th birthdays. And my 22-year-old son just graduated from college, so we made it a huge party. Very good. Now, I know you live out there in the L.A. area, but do you guys normally cruise out of Long Beach? Um, We try to go somewhere new every year, but there were so many of us this time that we went close to home because it was more economical for everybody. Very good. So let's get to the ship experience itself. So you get to the Long Beach Cruise Terminal. Mm -hmm. Is that what they call it, Long Beach Cruise Terminal? Uh, Yes. Okay, cool. So you get there, and how was embarkation out there in L.A.? Embarkation was nice because two weeks before we left, we got the upgrade call Mm -hmm. and went from an ocean view to a grand suite. Nice. So we got to do the priority, what do they call that, the captain's lounge check-in, which was very, very nice. And then uh, my son's cabin with his two roommates, we did the faster to the fun. Okay. Do you, do you, you're not platinum yet then, are you? No, um, we probably have, I think we have eight or nine more sea days. Gotcha. So we should hit that. We should hit that next year. What are your thoughts on faster to the fun? Do you, uh, are you a fan of it? Um, this is the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. They boarded the same time we did with the suite. Oh, cool. So it was, we all got on at the same time and we got on about 12 o'clock. Nice. So you make your way onto the ship, and what were your first impressions mm-hmm. of Carnival Inspiration? It was very nice. The first thing we did was we went directly to the bar and bought the Cheers <laughs> program. Now that the Cheers program is um, on all cruises, three nights and above. So that was really nice. So that was the very first stop. And this was my son's first cruise um, since he turned 21. So he was very excited to do the <laughs> Cheers program. Very cool. Now, if I recall, you've done the Cheers program before, right? Yes, we've done it. We did it on the Dream in May, mm-hmm. and we did it on the Breeze last May. Okay, gotcha. And uh, are you a fan of it? I'm a very big fan of it. Gotcha. Very big fan of it. Now, be it honest. Us. Carnival loses money with us. <laughs> I was going to say, be honest. Have they ever had to cut you off after 15 drinks? <laughs> no, I've gotten to I've gotten to 13, and Tom's gotten to 14. So. I have got yeah. to know your plan you of attack. Been cut off yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to talk later about how you uh, manage to pump all that through your body. So you get on the ship, you make it through the atrium, and you go to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions? We we got ended up with a grand suite. Nice. Um, which was the first time we've been in that large of a room. In May on the Dream, we were in a spa suite, mm-hmm. and this was um, a little bit bigger. Um, there's the only balcony rooms on the inspiration are the suite. Okay. So it was nice to end up with a balcony instead of an ocean view. We're very big fans of balcony rooms and it has a bathtub also in this room. Very nice. Is the, is the grand suite, the room that overlooks the Lido deck pool or is it more, uh, more forward? It was on the upper in Mm -hmm. the center. Okay. Gotcha. So it was, uh, one deck down from, um, the lobby, the lobby bar. So big that on formal night before uh, we went to dinner, we actually had a party in our room before we went to dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I love yeah, that. We all fit. We all fit with no problem. Well, Carnival Inspiration is a fantasy class ship, and mm-hmm. uh, which means there's not a lot of dining options. But what were your thoughts of the dining options on Carnival Inspiration? Well, we always do room service for breakfast because that's just continental, so that's easy enough for us. 
um, Lido, obviously, for lunch. And that was the first thing we did after we dropped everything off in our room. And they had magnificent options. They have the wok grill, which is my favorite thing um, in the buffets. Mm -hmm. And then my husband is a big fan of the deli. He always goes back and gets the pastrami. That's his favorite thing. And then we always do the dining room for dinner. They have the new American table menu now. Oh, what'd you think of it? Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It was very good. The um, appetizers are a lot better. Mm -hmm. You have more options. They have uh, calamari, which was very good. And they also have a flatbread that has grilled barbecue chicken and red onions on it, which was like eating a barbecue chicken pizza. It was really, really good. And then the first night I had a pork chop. The second night, which was formal night, I did the prime rib and the lobster. A little surf and turf. Yeah, a little surf and turf. There you go. And then the third night, um, I had short ribs. Oh. So it was really, really good. And they have more dessert options as well. They also do, um, because they don't have a steakhouse, they have some steakhouse selections on the main menu, which, of course, you do have to pay the $20 service charge. Mm-hmm. But because they don't have the steakhouse, they offer it that on the menu as well. Did you order any of the steaks? No, we didn't do the steakhouse. No, we yeah. didn't do that because the, they had such – the selection at dinner was so good that we didn't need to. I'm a huge fan of their short ribs. A lot of people are like, you can't get barbecue on a cruise ship. But I, I'll say no. their, their short ribs, a Carnival short ribs, I, I'll put up against any barbecue restaurant in the South. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I've never had a bad meal ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on to the entertainment on board Carnival Inspiration. What did you think of the entertainment? Well, we spent all our time in the piano bar, so <laughs> I can speak to that very highly. We closed the piano bar down every night. Nice. No. Uh, yeah, her name was Christine, and she was really, really good. No, no Broadway really shows good. or anything like that for you? No, no, we didn't do that this time because it was such a large group. We all kind of wanted to stay together, yeah. and everybody wanted to, to do the piano bar. We tried the karaoke Saturday night, but mm-hmm. it just was didn't it just wasn't as as fun as some of the other bars because the bars are a little smaller. Let's talk about the outside areas during sea days because one thing that defines a cruise ship is how it handles itself during sea days with everyone around mm-hmm. the pool and trying to soak up the sun. So, how was Carnival Inspiration during the sea days? It was really good. We spent all our time on the Lido deck um, in one area. They had some tables that were bigger. So it would accommodate everybody. So we all kind of hung out in the same area the whole three days. It was right by the pool. The pool wasn't too bad. Um, there was quite a few bachelor and bachelorette parties, so <laughs> they kind of took over the main pool. Right. And we just kind of hung back and sat around, and, and um, two of our friends did the hairy chest contest, and so we just, you know, and then we did the groove for St. Jude. We always do the groove for St. Jude. What ports did you hit on this cruise? We just went to Ensenada. How was that for you? It was good. We've you know been to Ensenada a few times, but the rest of the group hadn't. So we did the excursion to the La Bucadora so that we could do some serious shopping. I was going to ask you, I've never been to Ensenada before. Is it a snorkel destination? Like, what would one do if they'd never been there before? Like, what would you recommend? Um, we've done the La Bucadora three times, mm-hmm. and the only other excursion we've done is the wine tasting, which is really good as well. Very good. Wine tour. In closing here, Marcy, uh, answer this question for me. Carnival inspiration is for you if... You want to take a short, just little trip to see if cruising is for you, which I think you will see it is. 
and it's just enough time to get there, get back, and and have a really good time. Very good. We've been talking with Marcy Busey out in California on her recent three-night voyage on Carnival Inspiration. Marcy, always a pleasure talking to you, my dear. Have a good evening. Great. Thanks. You too. You bet, Marcy. Always enjoyed talking to Marcy and her husband, Tom. I actually had a chance to meet them in Key West a couple of months ago, and we had way too many margaritas, but uh, yeah, I blame it on the California people. They're the bad influence. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. First-time listener or repeat listener, God bless you. We couldn't be here without you. Don't forget, we have a new player on the homepage of our website, cruiseradio.net. Check that out and browse some past shows if you want to get caught up. Don't forget, you can find us online, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Cruise Radio. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio was brought to you in part by LoyalCruiser.com, rewarding the Loyal Cruiser. Sign up today at LoyalCruiser.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.